Okay, here we go. Hi, everybody. It's uh, March 7, 2019, and it's time for my private audio call. Um, sorry I didn't start the recording sooner. We've been in a discussion. I'm um, speaking. What? What is your name? Tony. Tony. Sorry. <laughs> I'm speaking That's with Tony. Right. We're having a discussion about what he's learned from Zadok Israel and other things, and uh, we'll continue. Go ahead. We don't have a guest well, speaker tonight. You, but We've got, I was uh, just saying, uh, just for a quick 10-second review, um, yeah. Zadok was on your show in, uh, I think it was October 2017, and again in uh, November 2018. And when he spoke first, he was really going, going over some very powerful information, and it was about standing and the UCC-1, and once you get that UCC-1 in, uh, you get standing, and then all else should fall into place fairly easily. And then he came on a year later in 2018, and I, I was, I really took the time to listen and take notes on what he said because I just so resonated with what he had to say. And I would invite your listeners to really go back and take a listen to both um, talk shoes. But in that second one, he was using language that was a little bit, you know, tough, uh, saucy kind of. And, what, you know, it, it wasn't that he was meaning to be offensive. I just heard that pain like he, he wanted to help us. Um, and that's what his first talk show was. He was trying to uh, build a roadway, or, and I'm not saying this well, uh, but a, a way where we can everybody, you know, join in and get this quote-unquote remedy uh, reasonably, you know, not difficult to, um, you know, if you step up to the plate, you would get it. And then the year later, apparently, as, you know, I picked up, uh, somebody visited him, um, ABC government official, and uh, he made it clear um, you know, he had to back off a bit, and uh, he couldn't stick his neck out. And again, none of us should stick our neck out. Uh, but I've also noticed in the past some people, you know, that I've, I've spoken with, uh, they just kind of disappear after a while. Either they find the remedy or they just give up entirely. And the ones that find remedy, uh, they're not so willing to share it because, you know, God only knows, um, some ABC official may, uh, you know, come to them and say, you know, you can't share this or whatever. And, and I don't, again, my intent on this, this study has always been it's not what I can get away with or something for free. It's about falling in, in alignment with uh, our sole purpose in an essence. You know, it, it's to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But anyway, I don't want to keep going on and on. But I just would invite your listeners to go back and listen to Zadok and, and really listen carefully. Um, they were pretty okay. intense, those conversations. Mm. I'll be quiet. No. no, you don't have to be quiet. I don't have a guest speaker, so the floor is yours. Oh. <laughs> uh, and anybody else who wants to pipe in, you're welcome to do so. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe somebody else felt that same way, and it's a shame Zadok just, he just, he wanted to help us, and uh, he just really, I hope people re go back and look at or listen to those talk shoes uh, and take notes. Um, 
they were just very powerful, and that's all I, I really wanted to say tonight. So Okay. That's good. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tony. I forwarded well, your email you. to you. Have him. a good night. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you stay. <laughs> don't, you don't have to hang up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, somebody just had their hand up. And I was unable to, oh, geez, where'd they go? I don't remember who who had their hand up. Somebody wanted to say something. Texas Mountain, I think it was you. You've been unmuted. Was it you? It was you, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Thank <laughs> you for having me on your call. You're welcome. I would like to, I would like to, to, um, to hear uh, something from Paul John Hansen again. Okay. Is I don't know if he's on. You want me to have him come on? Or um, hey, if, he, if he if he has time, or just scheduling him so, for some future date. Mm -hmm. find that, um, I thought his material was very interesting. Yeah, Especially he is interesting. The, the material on the uh, uh, U.S. citizenship. Mm. So, with that, I'll let you go and uh, and bid you a good evening. Well, thank you. I'll invite him to come on. We'll see what happens. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Thanks. Anybody else got something to say? can raise your hand, press star 2, and then I'll get your hand up. I don't know who's having problems. And a lady. Uh, they're having a great kazoo, and Henna lady are having audio problems. Is anybody else having a hard time getting on the call? I don't know. Well, what do you want to talk about? Anybody else have a, a comment or a question? Press star two, and that'll put your hand up. Otherwise, I don't know. We can call it a night. <laughs> okay, 407, you've been unmuted. Uh, good evening, Angela. Good evening. Who's this? Um, let, let me get uh, there. We go. I got my speaker off. <laughs> um, this is uh, Patriot One. Hi, Patriot One. Um, I would love to have uh, love you to have uh, Roger Sales on again. Okay, I can do that. I'll ask him. He's good. And uh, I I found his book uh, in two two uh, versions. Uh, pirated on the internet, so you can get his book for free, or you can. Oh no, 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 no! Don't even promote that shit. No, uh, oh, no. he's got a I'm book out there. Go, he needs to get you paid. You can go for to it. his web page. You <laughs> could go to his web page and get the download for five dollars. Okay. Um, at sovereigntosurf.com, you mm -hmm. can get his uh, book for five dollars download. Okay. It's an excellent book. It's about state citizen versus U.S. citizen, mm -hmm. and he's got the history 
the history of uh, all of the court cases of the corrupt judges and the corrupt lawyers and the corrupt government mm. employees mm-hmm. that have perverted our freedom. Um, and right, uh, it's called from sovereign to serf. From sovereign to serf. Yeah, we know he's ex- been on ex- for. Right, excellent book. Okay. But I wanted to uh, mention that uh, um, I don't have it in front of me. I'm not in front of my computer. But uh, back in the, say, 1680s, in what is now the United States, but in the colonies, there was a black man that was an indentured servant that earned his freedom. And he went on to purchase slaves for himself or indentured servants. Hmm. That's interesting. And I think the, I think the one gentleman he purchased as an indentured servant wanted to claim his freedom because he claimed that I, he had worked seven years and then another eight years. So he should be free. And the owner of this man, and I think his name was Casser, took him to court, and the courts ruled that he owned that indentured servant for life. So at that point, instead of owning the indenture, which is a contract, he actually owned the flesh and blood man for life, and that was ruled in the 16, late 1600s in the colonies. And from then on, the white man, I guess, or the uh, or the uh, Templars, or the uh, Masons, p- pinged in their head that we can't allow a black man to own a white man because any color of man could be an indentured servant. And from that ruling, where he the uh, indentured was made a a slave for life, now a black man could actually own a white man. And that's where all the color came in from the late 1600s on. And hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's just evidence of the corruption of mankind. Hmm. And it goes way, 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 way back. And then they came up with the 14th Amendment and all this all this stuff afterwards, but it just goes so far, the corruption goes so far back mm-hmm. that it's mind-boggling <laughs> that how, how, who, who actually came up with this idea that a man can own another man. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're fighting, it seems. So, I like Roger's uh, approach to it. Mm-hmm. With an affidavit yeah. to the Secretary of State of the United States, but uh, yeah, I'll email him. See if he'll come on again. Just, yeah, but it's just that the corruption goes so far back, and and you see it today with all this Trump stuff going on. That uh, well, I've decided who's going to be Trump's decided who's going to be the president of uh, Venezuela. Like, who does he think he is that he gets to gets to decide? make that decision whatsoever. It's that these, these people that call themselves government seem to want to be the masters of everybody and tell everybody how to live, how to breathe, how to dress, 
how to eat. I don't know. It's just uh, confusing, mind-boggling, and like everyone else on the call, I can't stand it myself. We've gone from sovereigns to surf, but <laughs> excuse me. Actually, we've gone from from um, sovereign to I don't know. Actually, we've gone from a, a democratic republic to fascism, in my opinion. We're there. People say we're getting to fascism. No, Bernie Sanders has claimed to be a fascist. He's running for president. We're there. We need and, to change the, it, though. Uh, we need to get it back. I mean, geez, I don't know. You know, I don't know. How do you put the the thing back in the bottle? What is that saying? <laughs> I forget. Well, when you, when you see the uh, youngsters cheering on Sanders, you got to wonder what is in their mind. Well, they're being they indoctrinated by the public school system is t training them all that crap that they're learning, you know? I don't know. But you know, it's like uh, where, where the Bible says, uh, and, and the plague was uh, spread around, you got to wonder what was the plague? Was the plague? the thoughts in your mind because it's I think they were referring, referring to like the grasshoppers and stuff like that and the frogs That's, and the, <laughs> that kind of right but, it, but if you think about it if you really think about it a plague could be a thought it could be sure. a, thought that, a bad thought so could be a plague. <laughs> it's not just a you know fleas on rats are a plague but the plague mm. could be a, a perversion of the mind Mm hmm Well, it's true. Hold on a second. We've got someone else with their hand up. Let's see what they have to say. 937, what do you have to say? Uh, hello, Angela. Hello. Who's this? Uh, my name's uh, Gary. I'm on Ohio out here. Uh, Hi, Gary. Uh, I just had a couple... I just had a couple of interesting things. Uh, okay. I've never called. I've never called in before. I've never actually listened live. I've listened to mm -hmm. several of your recordings, and uh, it's just just an interesting. Uh, I used to listen to uh, David Clarence, and he was always talking about the Esau story in the Bible, and there was just some interesting things that I just happened to pick the Bible up one time. Uh, and it was a narrated Bible, and I, I don't want to give anyone any offense. I just want to give my. Uh, uh, I guess my perspective on somewhat of the story that he spoke of, you know, he always spoke of Esau trading his birthright for a bowl of porridge. Mm. And the Bible that I picked up uh, happened to be a narrated version, which kind of uh, sends you back and forth through some prophecies. But there was one thing that, uh, as far as this birth certificate and, and us as a living man goes, there's just part of this Esau and Jacob story that really related to me and caught me, and I, I'll elaborate. Uh, okay. There's a word in Genesis 25, 22, 23, uh, and I got it right in front of me. It's the only reason I know that. I don't know Bible and verse by no means. Um, and it's talking about the prophecy regarding children. And it's when uh, I believe her name let's see, is Rebecca, uh, the uh, mother of Esau and Jacob, when the children were in the womb. And she's, I guess, praying to the Lord, and he uh, lets her know two nations are in your womb. And I relate that to us and the the birth certificate that they create or that someone creates. And two peoples from within you will be separated. Mm -hmm. One people will be stronger than the other. 
and I relate that to obviously us. The paper has no has no power other than what the government grants it. I'm assuming, and it says the older will serve the younger. Uh, now, whether it's true or not, I've heard different variations of the birth certificates registered to the placenta, which you can't have. Uh, if that two nations is us, the uh, living, well, I guess, lowercase man and the uppercase straw man, as people want to call them, the older, the firstborn, would be us, the stronger, and the uh, younger, we would serve, which would be the uh, the capital paper, which everything gets served to, which we have to serve. Uh, and then there's just some more interesting things through that whole story, as it, uh, you know, everyone has probably heard David Burns just talking about the bowl of porridge, and maybe our citizenship is that bowl of porridge. Uh, maybe it's not uh, for what benefits they give us. But there's some more interesting things that I take from that story. It talks about the secondborn, Jacob, was hairless. That paper, that birth certificate, has no hair. Uh, to, you know, to me, the or the placenta, whatever, has no hair. And then I just actually got information, and I actually have uh, three children of my own, and I, somehow I was there for their birth, but maybe the uh, uh, just the, the overwhelming nature of the event, I don't remember. I'm actually poking my children's heel and taking the blood and putting on the birth, the uh, Guthrie card, I believe it's called. Uh, and I, I just find that interesting because uh, of the, I guess, the Sesta Cavi Act, I believe the Pope declared that every soul on earth was property of the Vatican. And when you uh, relate that to our foot and where they poke and take that blood, and, and no one knows where that goes, but I think that maybe that goes to the Vatican, that uh, that's our soul that they're taking. But more of that story relates to that. Uh, you know, at the birth, Esau was born first, of course, the stronger, and Jacob uh, was born second, but it says that he was came out of the womb, clenched to the heel of Esau. Uh, and you, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot of Bible and verse reading, like I said, but there's, you know, there's several more things. Uh, there's another part that it mentions, when one grows tiresome of the burden, he will remove the yoke from his neck. And maybe that is what we're all searching. Um, thank you for giving me my, my time to speak. Uh, it's just... Uh, something that he all spoke about and I just happened to open it Bible once and turn directly to it. it's called a birthright is sold and that that's what I took from the story relating it to how all of us are in uh, bonded with this yoke around our neck thank you very much Angela <laughs> thank you very good alrighty next up Randy go ahead Randy you've been unmuted hey girl how are you doing Fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I got my new headset here, so I'm breaking it in. Uh, cool. Hey, so I, uh, uh, you know which Randy this is, don't you? No, not really. <laughs> oh, Angie, you're breaking my heart, honey. Which Randy is this? Oh, Gauman. I'm sorry. Yeah. I couldn't recognize, your voice sounds different. It must be your phone, but it sounds very tinny. Yeah. It doesn't sound as, as yeah, deep. Yeah, cheap Oh, well. Yes. Anyway, anyway. anyway. Hi, Randy. What's going on? Oh, I called to find out uh, if you had uh, read my paper that I sent to you, uh, the Achilles heel of everything in the universe. Um, No, I can't say that I have. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. When did you send uh, it to me? Uh, Probably just after I wrote it, late December last year. I'll go look. It's an attachment? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I sent you. Uh, how uh, many pages uh, is it? It's just two pages long. Oh, okay. I can handle that. Yeah, so you I'll can, go yeah, you can get through it in two minutes. Yeah, you can get through <laughs> it in about 10 minutes, I'm sure. Anyway, so I wanted to uh, uh, tell the audience a little bit about it. Uh, I discovered something. Remember when I told you about the three magic questions, right? Vaguely. Uh, you know, yeah. What is the exact right. amount of fraud? Okay. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what is the exact amount of fraud that any man or woman has the right to commit? The second magic question is, what is the exact amount of fraud that any man or woman has an actual obligation to endure? And then the third one is, what is the basic premise that is being operated off of in the instant case? Now, the first two questions are pretty obvious. There's no amount of fraud that anybody has the right to commit. And there's no amount of fraud that anybody has an actual obligation to endure. And then the third question pertains to, it's an un, unending question. It, you can't be answered. It's just something that, it's a tool that you use to dig deeper to find out what's their uh, uh, modus operandi here. You know, what are they uh, basing their uh, actions on? And so if you get right back down to it, like this uh, guy was saying earlier, uh, it goes all the way back uh, through recorded history and then some, uh, because there have been people uh, using their uh, muscular strength over other people or their, uh, their tricky words, but, but they're trying to get some kind of an advantage over other people. So if you just keep asking that question, you know, what is the basic premise that is being operated off of in the instant case? Instant case meaning the case at bar or the situation that's happening right now. Well, what can they say? You know, well, I, I'm doing it because I'm stronger than you, or I have more bullets in my guns than you, or you know, what's their uh, what's their reason uh, for doing what they're doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, after thinking about that for a while, I uh, came up with this other uh, concept: uh, the Achilles' heel of everything oh. in the universe, mm -hmm. and it's crime. As soon as somebody commits a crime against you, where they have injured you or damaged your property, they lose even their pretense of power and authority over you. Because nobody has the right to commit a crime against somebody else, right? Right. So anyway, I sent you that, that paper, and I was hoping that you would post it uh, uh, to your website. Oh, I could read it here. Let me see here. I'm trying to open it. Okay. I was reading the email you sent. Do you want me to read it? Sure. It's only two pages. <clears throat> yeah. The Achilles heel of everything in the universe. Yes, dear reader, there is an Achilles heel to everything in the universe, and it has been sitting right out in the open all of this time, just waiting for us to see it. But few ever dared to even admit that it was there, let alone actually gaze upon it. It is the commission of a crime, whether intentional or not, since no man or woman has any kind of a right to commit a crime of any amount, kind, or nature against another. All that we need to do is expose the fact that such an action is being done and it falls away from us. This is because no man or woman has an actual obligation to suffer under these crimes of another. If there is such an obligation, then it would be self-negating and not to be a crime at all. It would just be the natural order of things for us to commit that what are heinous acts upon others, and everyone would have no choice but to endure and suffer under those acts. I don't know about that. 
wait a second, I need to make it all bigger because I need to select everything, cancel that, select all, and I need to make it bigger because I can't see. <laughs> oh, put your cheaters okay. on. Huh? What? I said put your, put your cheaters on. They That's don't work. Do. When, I'm, when I'm looking at the computer, I just make it bigger on the computer that way. Okay. Uh, where, okay. Uh, 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 uh. where did I leave off? You're, you're, you're at the end of the first paragraph, I believe. Okay. If there is such oh. It would just be the natural order of things for us to commit. Wait, I already, ah, you sure? Maybe the second paragraph? Oh, maybe it's the second. I don't have a hard copy in front of me right now. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, it would be just the natural. It would just be the natural order of things for us to commit what are heinous acts upon others, and everyone would have no choice but to endure and suffer under those acts. But committing crimes upon others is not the natural order of life and the living of it. Crimes are actions which harm others in some way, and some are far worse than others. But a crime of any magnitude is still a crime. And no matter how small some may think a certain crime is, no one has any duty to let it remain and hurt them to any degree. Crime is universally thought of as a bad thing, not a virtue to aspire to. This concept of exposing crimes in order to deflect them away from us is not really new, but it has done it. But it was done in such meager amounts that it was akin to not ever knowing about it at all. This idea has been acknowledged to exist in the legal system, but because the society at large has been dumbed down so much and not taught how to think logically and rationally, it just stayed in the background. Not really hidden in any shadows, per se. It was only that no one paid enough attention to see it, sort of like an animal that is camouflaged and blending in with the rest of the environment. Very few had a sharp enough eye to spot it. How do we expose crimes that are being committed against us by various actors, both in and out of the legal system? We merely ask these actors if they are willing to go on an official record that they are not committing any amount or, or kind of crime against us. And then if they are shown to have been lying about it, that would then compound the seriousness of their other crimes. Well, Randy, I gotta stop here a second. Makes you yeah. think they're going to admit anything. They're not going to cut their own they throats won't. like that all the time. That's right. That's right. So you've got them coming and going. If they refuse to uh, say, well, I'm not going to commit any fraud upon you, that must then mean that they are intending to commit fraud upon you. Right? I don't think they would even give you the dignity of answering such a question. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's not really the point. The point is to let to be put on official record that you're onto their scams uh, and mm -hmm. that you're not going to be hoodwinked. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's the whole point of the paper is to put uh, these uh, clowns on notice that they've, their fraud has been exposed, like uh, the the pee under the shell game. Once you know yeah. that the guy he's always taking the pee from out under the, the the shell, it's not under any of them. See, it's a scam, mm -hmm. and the legal system is the exact same way. It's a big scam. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let me finish here. Uh, okay, so and once they have been exposed as a criminal, 
all of their pretended power and authority over us wanes, like the morning sun burning off a light fog. If there is some amount or type of crime that we are obligated to suffer under, where can we find the man or woman who decided such a thing, and where is its measure to make sure that we get only the prescribed amount in each case, no more and no less? There's a question mark there. Sorry. Uh, where are the records to be found which describe in detail what we need to know about that? Or is it that we are not supposed to know these things, those things, because it would spoil the criminal activities of others? When the road pirates, when the road pirates of various uniforms and colors moved in to commit crimes against us, who wields the power to stop them in their tracks? We do. We have all the power and authority we could never, we could ever need or want to have to stop them, and it comes from us being educated about their criminal nature and intents. Just because their paychecks depend upon them committing crimes against us is no excuse to let them continue to do so. All of them need to be fired at once for malfeasance in office and sent to jails to pay for their crimes against humanity on a grand scale. <laughs> The, game, the same goes for the other usurpers of the power of the people, such as lawyers, fake judges, and court clerks, etc. There is no one other than ourselves who will slam the jail doors closed on these robbers and murderers, and we are not well organized enough yet to do such a thing. But what we can do is this. Educate others with this knowledge and then just refuse to do any business with their criminal organizations until they all go bankrupt. <laughs> no one ever cried when a plague died out because it killed off too many of its hosts to spread any further. So, too, no one should lament and demise, the demise of the 100% corrupted legal system and its actors as it has done the exact same thing. It has killed off too many of the hosts it needed to rob, cheat, and steal from in order to survive. Its success was its own undoing. When a sleazy number of the bar tells a fake judge that if he makes a fair and honorable decision, as in the case of U.S. versus Robert C. Braun, half of the prison doors in America will fly open. You know that it will. Well, it is well past the time for the legal system to be dismantled and thrown away, and the actors and the enablers of that system need to be made the new inmates for their crimes committed against humanity. If this is not a logical conclusion, then what is? That these criminals should just be allowed to roam free, ready to commit even more crimes against us? We are the final arbiter of what is just and what is unjust, not some petty and vile man or woman in the black robe who is no better than thee or me or anyone else when it comes to deciding the fate of those who were wronged in a totally corrupted scam we call the legal system. Who can say with a straight face that they have enough insight into the heart and mind of another to know what is just and what is not? When these fake judges are paid by the state in which they operate, their criminal enterprises and their wages come from the ones that they find guilty. How can they possibly be unbiased? <laughs> Justice must satisfy the appearance of justice and a fake judge taking a bribe in a case over which he or she is presiding does not give the appearance of justice. Wait one second. 
once, oh, isn't one third of a judgment going into a retirement account a bribe? If it is not, then what is it? Calling a theft of something an unapproved taking doesn't lessen the severity of the act. Calling a bribe a job reward does not make it any less of a bribe. Calling a bribe a job reward doesn't does not make it yeah okay a very important aspect of the legal system and one which can help us immensely in spreading this good news is that a notice to a principal is a notice to their agents and a notice to the agents is a notice to their principals if any man or woman acts in bad faith in the execution of the duties of their job then they are guilty of a crime and the way to remove any fake good faith argument that they may want to make is to put them on notice that their criminal activities are not known about and will not be tolerated oh no are now notice that their criminal activities are now known about and will not be tolerated they already know or at least or at the least should know that what they are doing is wrong now we just need to put the icing on the cake and seal their fate. No one can sell various bogus papers and theories to others on how to beat the legal system with even more paperwork can prove one word of the above wrong in any way. All they do is tilt lances at windmills, making specious, specious arguments and enrich themselves off of the ignorance of those they sell their faulty wares to. And that's it. Well, yeah, it's not it's not anything we don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, how many people are doing that? Uh, you know, that's the thing. How many people have uh, uh, informed anybody uh, in the legal system slash matrix uh, that uh, they're onto their scam now and they're not Most going of to be our a part group. of it. I think most of the people in our listener listening audience, they have. <laughs> we have. Okay. Okay. So are they left but, alone then? No. They don't, they don't care. That's what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter what yeah. you write or what yeah. you say to these people. They're criminals, yeah. and they're not going to cut their own throats. They're going to stay where they are. They're going to keep doing what they're doing until we – I don't want to say it. I don't want to get into trouble. So I ain't going to say You're it. Right. Right. Until we, what? Well, until enough people Fill wake up blank. and stop. Fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The founders gave yeah. us the well, Second it, Amendment for a reason. Okay? That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the only way things are going to change. But I ain't going to be the I am you got to watch what you say. You know, they'll put you in jail or do something to you, kill you. You know, if, yeah. you, if you if you treat teach the truth, you know they yeah. don't like it's that. It's a hate crime. Yeah, let's consider it to be a hate crime. You know. Although, if you look at the brand new hundred dollar bills that they're making, they have that portion of the Second Amendment written right there on the lower right side wow. of the of the hundred dollar bill. Get a magnifying uh, glass. You can see it online, actually, if you if you could hmm. just increase the size. Oh, I happen to have. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you have one there, you still need yeah. you still need a magnifying glass because it's very faint, but it's all there. It tells well, I've you. I've got four copies of that fiat <laughs> currency here. I just got paid for a job I did a couple weeks ago, 
I so find no it so interesting that they included that on the hundred dollar bill when they made the new one. You know, of all the things they could have put, you know, from the Constitution on the dollar bill. I mean the hundred dollar bill. Sorry, the new hundred dollar bill. Where on the bill is it? I've got one in my hand right now. Okay, can you read the lower portion under the gold? Huh? Well, maybe it's, I don't know how new this thing is. Let me see here. So I've got four of these. Uh, oh, send one my way. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, this is 2009. 2009. It's the one with the gold on it. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, it's got the little gold inkwell. Right, okay, to the right of that in the background, starting the like halfway mark of the 100. Going down, it tells you. What does it say? <laughs> So I'm trying to to my it tells you to abolish if to if 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 they start getting whatever it is tyrannical or whatever to abolish that form of government. It's what's it's in the Second Amendment. I find it so appropriate that they added that to the hundred dollar bill. Yeah. But people have to read it and think about it and do it. We need to go to the leadership and you know tell them look <laughs> you better start doing things the way you're supposed to do them what, I, or uh, else. what i'm seeing right here underneath right underneath the serial number it says uh, um, governments are instituted uh, among men well, uh, you know deriving their just you know uh, power from the consent of the government etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't see the second amendment in here And this is a 2013 series, so it must be too old. Two, four, three of these bills are 2009, and then I've got one that's a 2013. No, if it's got the gold on it, the gold inkwell yeah. and the feather, then it's yeah. there. Yeah, it's just very faint. You have to. It's in the background on the lower right. Oh, let me see if I can pull one up somewhere, and I'll read. You know. Yeah. Heck. Let's see. Huh. New window. Let's see. One hundred dollar. Okay, here we go. Images. Oh, let's see here. Okay. Um, trying to. Huh, there's a lot of the face. All right, let's see if it's on this one, if we can read it, if we bring it, let's see here. I'm looking at one, but I don't, I just, I don't think I have one in my pictures. Yeah, I do. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's a good image of one. Oh, here. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> uh, political bands which have connected 
them with another and to blah, 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 respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they uh, oh it's right above the number 100 the, the gold 100 says to alter or abolish it and establish institute yeah yeah, yeah etc right yeah. yeah yeah that's not the second amendment it's not no, what Second Amendment is, is uh, the right of the people to keep and bear keep arms. Bear arms. Well, that's to, isn't it so that they could uh, abolish the government if they don't like it, if it's not working out? No. Second well, that's Amendment. from the Declaration. Yeah. Well, that's from yeah. the Declaration of Independence. That quote there. Right. 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 That's. I'm sorry. I yeah, always do that. Wait a minute. I always do that. Here. Am I? Hello? Yeah, I'm here, sir. Okay. All right, hold on a second here. <sighs> I am, um, let me see here. Oh, I should look at that. In the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected. This is what's written on the dollar, right? I mean, the $100 bill right, right, right behind the one, the gold. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evil, evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right. It is their duty. It is our duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for our future security. Such, as been, such has been the patient sufferance 
of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let's facts, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. Now we can just, instead of putting the king there, just put United States government there. Because exactly it's no right. different. It has, it says he, but I'm saying, it has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures, its measures, I should say. It has dissolved representative house, houses repeatedly for opposing with mainly manly firmness in his, I it's getting difficult for me to read this. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative power, you know, that's what they do now. It's the banking cartel and the, the Vatican and the, the Brits, they're the, the Bohemian Grove group, the, the, the Bilderberg group, they, they do this, you know, and I don't know how we're going to change it. All I know is the Second Amendment, we were given the Second Amendment for a reason. Well, through education, hopefully first. And if well, not, then we I'm not going to continue reading this. It goes on and on and on and on and on forever. Well. But uh, well. last, the last paragraph, we therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the british crown and that all political connection between them and the state of great britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And then there's all these signers. Hmm. One of the greatest documents oh. ever written. So that, yeah, so, but 
you gotta, you, I've got to remember that it's from the Declaration of Independence, what's on the $100 bill, not the Second Amendment. It's just that I tie the Second Amendment to the Declaration of Independence. When they say to abolish, <laughs> you got to have yeah. the Second Amendment in order to abolish the government, right? Right. Yeah. So, I saw this uh, very funny meme the other day, Angie. It said, uh, you can vote yourself into socialism, but you have to shoot your way back out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, we're headed there. I tell you, it's fascist already. I mean, it's it's it appears that way to me. You yeah. know, what, what is supposed to be a Republican form of government has gone way over to the other side. It's not a rep Republican form of government anymore. He was right. Franklin oh, was uh, right when he said, if you can keep it. Right. If you can keep it. Well, well we, I don't think we're able to keep it. <laughs> They've done a number on us, right? You know, they indoctrinated us, right? We, they did it right there, and they didn't hide it. We just accepted it, hook, line, and sinker, because we're such... Well, well, it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's just because the government uh, took over the public school system and turned it into the public fool system, mm -hmm. or makes fools out of all the kids. And it fools all the parents into thinking that their children are getting a good education when it's an indoctrination. Right. And they're just wanting us to remember what they want us to remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, you didn't get a loan to go to college. You worked a job. You worked part-time yeah, yeah. to put yourself through school. And you got hands-on training with experience by working part-time or doing whatever you were going to do. Right? Today, they immediately get suck you into debt. They want you to go to college. I don't. I never went to college. I don't advise anybody to go to college, ever. Why? What are you going to do? I mean, if you want to go for business, maybe, or, or, or certain things you want to learn, yes, okay, fine. But this thing where everybody needs a college education, I, I'm sorry. Uh, no. That just leaves everybody to get into debt. You know, that's all they want to do is get you into debt. They don't give a shit what you learn. They just want to get you into <sighs> debt. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't advocate going to college unless you're going to put your, you go to a, a, a local, you know, college, West LA College is right over here. I don't think it costs that much at all if you want to learn something, you know, extra. But once you've learned how to read, how to write, how to add and subtract and divide and multiply, I mean... <laughs> Okay, you know, okay, and you can write a letter and you can know where the uh, where a period goes in a comma. <laughs> what, why do you need to go to college? Unless, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe I'm just looking at it from a woman's perspective because when I was young, we were brainwashed by our mothers to get married, have a family, not go to college. Today, everybody, the girls, the guys, it was. You go to college. You got to go to school. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. No, you don't. But anyway, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> but anyway, a uh, hundred year old doctrine to rule our country. Yes, guess 58. Uh, yeah. But anyway, what time is it? Well, I see somebody else has their hand up, Angie. Yeah, Texas Mountain has his Texas hand up. Yeah. 
All right, well, you can go ahead and uh, remute me and uh, take him on. Okay. Thanks, Randy. All right. No problem, buddy. Nice talking to you. Go ahead, Texas Mountain. You've been yeah. unmuted. Thank you. The uh, the liars, which uh, is the same word as, as lawyer, have corrupted the language so badly that the people don't even know how to read. That's true. You uh, you look at the uh, Second Amendment in various commentaries and decisions and whatnot, and there's as many as four commas in it. When in actuality, when it was written, it had one comma. And it separated two clauses, primary clause being a, a well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You got a primary statement you get a primary statement and a supporting clause. Yet, we all look at it with all these commas in it, which breaks it up, which takes away the true meaning of it. That a militia needs to be well-regulated, which means that they're uh, trained that the right of the people to keep and bear arms, which is me and you, the people, shall not be infringed. That's about it. Take that for your edification or not. Thank you. You won't find an argument out of me. I like that. All right. What part of do not infringe do they not understand? <laughs> Was that from a movie? Yeah, but. well, they don't understand it. The legislators don't understand it because they don't want to. And the attorneys don't understand it because they're a bunch of damn liars. Well, they understand it. They just manipulate it to fit their needs. That's all. That's right. They know damn well they, what it they, means. It's common sense, well, you know. They know damn well that it should only have two, two excuse me, uh, one, one comma. One sentence and one supporting clause, because that's all you need to get the intent passed on to the reader and the founding fathers. They weren't a bunch of dumbasses. Hmm. They wrote in plain and simple that's language. Right. That's right. 
All right. Well, let's go on to somebody else. It's been interesting. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, we don't have anyone else up at the moment. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I saw a good movie. Well, <laughs> do you? Is there a new? There's a movie called Mine. M I N E. It's about a soldier. It's a good one. You guys could watch it. It's on. I think it's on Netflix. That was a good movie. I've just started watching uh, war pictures again within the past uh, probably year or so. Mm. I'm in my sixties and. Uh, they used to disturb me so bad that and I just couldn't watch them. Yeah, I don't watch too many war movies either. This movie's not so much a war movie, but, I mean, it's different. He's a soldier, and but it's different. You won't see. Well, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody. I don't want to spoil it. Just look it up and watch it. It's a good one. It ends. It's it's not what you think is going to happen in the end. <laughs> I just spoiled no, it. I, I don't think so. No, I didn't spoil it. You don't know what. You know, you got to watch it. It's a good one. Anyway. I'll you uh, up on that. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know what else to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Well, I... <laughs> There's a lot of people well, on the call. They could all put their hands up and we can all have a discussion, but I guess nobody wants to talk. They just want to listen. Well, half, half of them are agents. Half? I don't think half. <laughs> Maybe one or two. Well, but I don't think, you know I mean, we're not, at least one. We're not that important. Well, they, 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 they've got their... Uh, um, metadata, metadata, metadata. Well, yeah, but I heard that TSA is turning that off. They weren't going to be mining everybody's <laughs> info <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And Trump and said something about that. There's, there's, there's a new joke every minute. <laughs> well, I don't believe, nice a, thought, I don't believe yeah. a word. <laughs> I don't a nice believe thought. a word that it, that any of them say. I think Linda Moulton Howell said that. <clears throat> her, her, uh, I like show. her. I, I don't know. I she has, you know, she, on Wednesday night, she has a live stream show on YouTube every Wednesday. It's an hour long and it's really good. She's very insightful. She, she, I think, says more on the YouTube than she does on like coast to coast when she's on the radio. But um, I uh, like her. She's I, so good. Are you familiar with David Pilatus? Yeah, I've heard that name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's written the, the 411 series books mm -hmm. about missing people. Oh, yeah. In the National Park. Forest, yeah. yeah he, it would be interesting to have on just. Uh, oh, as, that as topic a, isn't something we. I mean, you know, 
I wouldn't even know where to go. Well, I guess we could have somebody like that on. I don't. But uh, oh, he would he he would educate you. Yeah, you know, I don't the understand. Latin, he said that the, the Forest Service doesn't keep a record of people that disappear in the forest. Did yeah, you hear that? and it, <laughs> that's so oh, weird. Oh yeah, I've, I've listened to uh, Coast to Coast and him many times. That's a weird. And thing. I wonder how come. He, well, he. Uh, I mean, how come in, they don't keep a record of people that are missing in the forests? You'd think oh, that the rangers do. would have a database of missing people. I mean, how do we know that, you know, when they give us a statistic like, oh, so many children, you know, abducted or missing a year, that's a bad number. It's not a correct number because all of those people that are missing from the forests aren't there. There's no record of them. I mean, I don't know. I just well, uh, Yosemite huh? supposedly has the most missing. But they don't keep a record. Reports. Oh, really? Did they did yeah, they do keep a record? Oh no, no, no! I'm oh. sure they do, but but they won't release it. Oh. They told him whenever he put a FOIA in that, if I'm not mistaken. It would, it would cost him uh, $34,000 to get the, the uh, report back from Yosemite wow. and from all of the national parks and forests, whatnot nationwide. It cost uh, $1.2 million. That's crazy. So there's a there's a cover up, but there's it's very interesting uh, some of these disappearances and people who have disappeared and then been found, you know, walking barefoot through the snow through the mountains, fifteen miles. As as the plane flies, and the, you know it's virtually impossible. But anyway, he uh, he, he might be a uh, an interesting change of pace from uh, the law studies. So anyway, just a suggestion. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, anybody can start a call and have their own topics. And I mean, I don't mind having different kind of people on. It, I guess it breaks up the monotony. But usually people are on here to learn how to deal with issues with government or, you know, local government, whatever. But, okay. I'll take it under All advice. Right, well. <laughs> thank you. All right, just, just sleep on it. Okay. Thank you very much. Enjoy You're welcome. It. Thank you. Okay, next up is 937 again. You've been unmuted. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, as I said, I've listened before, uh, and I've kind of gotten out of touch with uh, a lot of the recordings and everything. Uh, the one gentleman that I mentioned, David Clarence, I've listened to another recording, and you actually – I told someone not to be used in his executor letter. Was there a reason for that? Uh, 
Yeah, I think it'll get you into trouble. I don't think it'll oh, work. Oh, okay. You don't think it'll well, now do you, do I don't think it's worked. I don't think it's worked for anybody. No one has told me. See, the thing is, the problem is, I should say, people don't tell me when they've had successes. I have to mm -hmm. practically, you know, bring it out of them because they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. tell you, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, I had successes. Does anyone, you know, so. does, does know. anyone know? Did he, did he ever make it out to Montana or, uh, you know, he just kind of went. You know, no one hears from him anymore. Hello? I haven't heard from him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, wait with me. Uh, and the other gentleman I used to, the other gentleman I used to like to listen to, that was on his, his uh, I guess, his little broadcast he used to do. I believe his name was Timothy. Uh, he had a really great, I guess, perspective. I guess he was a, a banker of sorts or and hmm. the securities or something or another. Uh, uh, but I was just curious as to whatever happened. Uh, uh, but that's it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I don't know who Timothy is. I don't know if I've heard uh, that he's one. The gentleman, he's the gentleman on Illinois, Timothy, Timothy James or Timothy John. I believe he was actually on a uh, – he had joined in one of your calls when David was explaining the executor letter. Uh, hmm. That was years and ago. Listened, yeah, yes, yes, years ago. And I've listened to a couple other gentlemen uh, speak about it's an agency, uh, gentleman Joe off of your uh, website. Now I noticed several people's information is like whited out on your website. Is that because they wanted it redacted from your website, or which, which, what is? Well, I, I, it must be because if it's their paperwork and they send it to me to post and it's redacted, then I don't redact anything. Well, well, yeah, I mean, when I, when I visit your My Private Audio and I go to guest speakers, and, you know, you got the big list of all your guest speakers, but then there's, there's uh, I don't know, maybe 10 on the list that uh, you can't click on their name to actually access. I'm sorry, what list, uh, which one are you, what, you, on the talks you page? Well, yeah, let or, me see. Or, let me see if I can pull it or up. Or is right it on my on website? Is it on, it's on my, my Private my Audio? audio. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the page. And all right, I'm, I'm gonna go there with you one minute. When you click on guest speakers, oh, okay, that's the guest speakers page, yeah, yeah. And there's several of these that you know that are whited out that you cannot. Oh, click you on. can't click just... on them. Oh, that's because I don't have anything, I mean, they don't have a website or any paperwork. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I was just curious about that. I was curious if now did everyone have something on this list? Uh, you know, uh, because I'm like the one, I'm like the one gentleman. It seems like, you know, when you start to follow some people and it seems like maybe they found remedy, they kind of just disappear, uh, which, that, oh. which is basically like what you're saying. You, you don't hear about successes. You hear about, you yeah, hear about a few things. All right. But, um, yeah, like, uh, Dan Goff, Daniel Joseph, Craig Kirk, these people don't have... Bob Block, they don't have a page to link to or anything to link to yet. So Keith Livingway, I don't even know what happened to him. Uh, well, so, maybe, uh, and David Clarence wanted me, he requested that I take everything off my website of his. So I did. But I haven't. Great, great. Right. I still have it all. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I really like listening to his audios, and they were all numbered, you know, uh, episode. And there's one specific episode that I've literally scoured the internet searching for, and Which one? can literally find. 
episode 86. On uh, mine? And I've got, on mine? No, on my, uh, of, actually, of David Clarence's actual yeah. uh, I mean, uh, episode 86. Silver Bullion Bonding was the name of the episode, uh, but I, I cannot locate it anywhere. Silver Bullion Bonding? Yeah, I think that was the actual name of the episode. Uh, let me see. I can probably pull it up here and get you the actual full name just from my bookmark. You know, Voice of Freedom. But you can't find uh, it anywhere? No, I cannot, cannot find the audio anywhere. Uh, let's see. Right here. Episode 86, Silver Bond, Silver Bullion Bonding and the Acts of the Office of Man. Uh, literally, you know, I found several of his recordings of these episodes, uh, uh, but I can't... Uh, and the only thing that brings me back to, and uh, maybe it's Yahweh, I've had come I to, have uh, here one uh, thing. This is all David Clarence executor letter audios. These are from 2010. Um, I'm actually on a website uh, called A Voice of Freedom. Um, or that's what I typed in to find it, A Voice of Freedom, and it has several of his episodes. But now all the links to this one are gone. The only place I can actually find any of his audios now is a place, I believe, uh, archive. Uh, let me go to my bookmarks here. Internet archive. Uh, and just, you know, you okay. play in creator David, David Clarence and several uh -huh. of his audios come up. Uh, but this okay. episode 86, I cannot locate anywhere. And I, be, I believe, because I was kind of into listening to, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have any confrontations with the government or the law at all. Uh, uh, but I kind of listened to these things. A few years ago, and then life kind of took away from it, and I'm back. To... Mm, Go ahead. I, 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 well, I'm looking here. I've got three other audios here that say delegates training, and then executor executrix letter, and then I don't David Clarence. I don't know what that one is. That one's a talk show. Let me see. I don't. This was. Shit. Let me and, see what Dana. Let me see what Dana really. There was one really great episode, and I hope the lady, I, and this is probably from several years ago that I was actually listening to, uh, but there was a lady that came on uh, and said that she actually done something with the IRS when she was 12 years old, uh, And but she was mentioning she knew how to play the money game, but she was struggling with her kids, and I was, I'm just hoping that she did find remedy and get her kids back, uh, but you and a couple of other ladies, the call Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I said, you and a couple other ladies, uh, it was like a six-hour, six, almost seven-hour call, and it was just it was just fun listening to you ladies get very tickled over uh, you all being on there and discussing, uh, I think it was even, maybe even a David Clarence call when he, he got booted off when he was talking about the uh, maybe the master file number or something and other, and his, he just kind of, but he struggled with uh, the call in the whole night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I'm like you. It's just it's interesting how people. You don't know what date. Do you know what date that episode was? Uh, I've got it right here. Yes, one minute. Um, let's see, episode eighty-six, Saturday, December twenty-six, two thousand nine. Oh, two thousand and nine. Okay, let me see. Yeah, it's a, well, actually quite old now. <sighs> Ten years old. Yeah. I got 2010, 2011, but but I thought wait a minute, David's audios. Those are from those are from 20 December 2011, and uh, 
But uh, the only thing that always took me back to, and about like listening to you ladies that night, it was kind of, you know, you can kind of hear glee in people's voice when there's more than one person speaking. You can you can get kind of a definitive glee from people. And you ladies got kind of tickled that night when that lady was talking about uh, uh, going into the IRS at 12 years old. And Oh, yeah, I think they remember. Where, there is an audio where David and Timothy and maybe there was a guy from Nebraska, I think, named Lloyd that used to call in. But uh, you could just – you could almost hear and David <laughs> was talking about his interaction with the uh, DTC, and you could just hear the glee, you know, the general, I guess, breakthrough, I would call it, uh, you know, and, and just in their voice. I mean, whether it was deceiving or not, I don't think he ever asked for no money from no one, so he wasn't one of them people, but – but it just it's always drawn me back to him for some reason. Mm. Well, that's interesting. And, and well, that, that, that's pretty much it for, for uh, you can mute, mute me out if you have anyone else looking to speak. I'm still looking at my audio listings. <laughs> Trying to find that audio for you. Oh, thank I, you. John thank Stewart. You. Oh, my God. Michael Anthony. Negative averments, oh my God, Merlin. <laughs> On the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Oh, Richard and Toginini. Glasky. Oh, talks you. Oh, let me see. They created. No, I don't see anything there from 2009. Oh, well, you know, if it turns up, I'll announce it. Oh, well, if, if I'm meant to find it, I'll find it. Uh, if, it's, if, it's, uh, if it's part of my path, it, it'll come to me somewhere. Okay, let's see here. Audio edit. Sound. Uh, and, and honestly, huh? uh, Yes, uh, I actually had a question, and maybe someone out there can uh, can answer for me. Uh, okay. As I said, I kind of I kind of had uh, I guess I don't know if you'd call it the Holy Ghost, the spiritual awakening, uh, but I've got I've got a whole thing about the Amen thing that I have a problem with. But whenever I am praying and I pray to Yahweh, what is there a proper manner with which, other than an Amen, as every other typical or church, uh, what is the proper way to end a prayer to Yahweh? Say that again, is I'm sorry. Amen? Is there a proper way to end a prayer to Yahweh? Is anyone on the call listening that could answer this question for me? I mean, uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm not, a, not a biblical person, uh, but I've kind of, I literally had something happen in my I guess in my uh, searching for this path, I kind of had a, uh, I, I would call it a spiritual breakdown. I literally started bawling and crying and asking for my father to help me. And uh, now I want to know the proper way to pray to him. Whatever you say, you say it as if you're talking to a, your father. And you just say whatever's in your heart. And that will be so that's, the right so way that's to been, do it. So great, thank you. All right, the, the, thank you for that, bud. That's basically all that I'm asking because, uh, as a man, maybe I'm 
we're told that the devil is the greatest deceiver of them all, and I'm just going off of some literary things, uh, putting pieces together in my own head. I guess I'll I'll keep the conversation rambling for a little bit since no one else comes on. Uh, your you talk to him as if he's your father, and that's you know right. whatever you well, say, I, say it from I, your heart. I, I, I'm sure that would be perfect. As a, and I, I, as I said before, I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm just going to give my side of this since it's an open mic at the moment. Um, as far as the I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I unmuted him. Oh, that's fine. Um, as far as the uh, the amen goes, and I will explain my myself having a problem with that. I just know. Yeah, that I don't say it either. You no, know, it's amen ra is where it came from. It's a exactly, that, that's where I'm going. On. <laughs> the, the the whole thing about if if the name Lucifer does mean bearer of light, and then the amen ra and the sun god and all that, if if that's all you know, in the manner of thinking that it is to me then those great palaces of stone and wood and the amen thing maybe all be a great deception. Could be. And, uh, that's, the, that's the only thing that I fear. You know, if, if if the devil is the greatest deceiver of all, that would be the greatest deception of all. As long as you're pure and honest in, with yourself and speaking from the well, heart, that, that, I don't think that, you know, I guess God's not going to hold it against you. I guess my mother taught me to live life as if the cartoons show you that the angel and the devil are on one, sh on you know, ones on each shoulder. Oh yeah. Your your, cho your choices are within purgatory, and uh, you know you don't gotta you, you live your life as well. She told me to make live your life and early on make decisions as if, as if I'm standing behind you, and that that was kind of a good a good little thing for her to tell me. So I said yeah. it out. Sure, that's. That was wonderful of her to say. Me, I went to Catholic school. They didn't give me any answers. It was, oh, it's a mystery. It's a great mystery. You have to have faith. <laughs> that didn't work well with me. I got kicked yeah, out of Catholic good. school in the fourth grade. <laughs> they did. They kicked me uh, out. I think my mother, was, it right. was my mother's doing, but... <laughs> Yeah, there is. I, I live. I live in a little small town here on on a small town, whatever. But uh, and there is a little small private Catholic church here as well uh, that has a little school. Uh, you know, in there, uh, I think maybe there was roughly twenty people per graduating. You know, per graduating class, which even the high school here in my town was like sixty people in the high school. Uh, so yeah, I kind of know what you mean. There, there's a lot Talk of about an indoctrination about system, boy. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I hated Catholic school. <laughs> I won't lie about it. I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess, uh, uh, like I said, I was never one that was ever stuck in church. I was made to live my life in a rather faithful manner. Uh, I guess they teach everything you need to know in kindergarten. Yeah, for this, yeah. I've seen that somewhere, and I, I can't, I can't recall all the things. But do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's it. Golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little poster that I can remember. It says ten things. It says you learned everything you needed to learn in kindergarten, and that's about the truth. And I like your, I like your point about the college earlier. It's a, it's a, it's a debt system. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they just want you to memorize what they want you to memorize. You know yeah, how many no, lawyers no. don't know what we know because yeah, they, no were, they memorized what they were taught to memorize. Yeah, and actually, uh, <laughs> you know, very as far, as, as, far as those lawyers, as far as those lawyers go, I've got an interesting little book. If anyone would like to like to read, or would just uh, it's called the Devil's Handbook. Oh, but from my understanding, well, you got you need to read it to understand what deviling it is. But the Devil's Handbook is actually a book at an attorney attorney study. Uh, during their pre-bar, uh, I guess they take a, uh, I guess basically like an apprenticeship from, you know, a judge or an older attorney, uh, and they're made to study this book called the, uh, the devil's handbook. Uh, but someone, uh, it's been several years since I've read it, but it, there's a lot of interesting things that just as far as you would never really believe what the deviling is. I guess everyone probably knows, but now from your calls, what hell the definition actually is it's not not the literary hill uh it's i believe uh the chamber beneath the bank for debtors something something to that fact uh in, in a bouvier's or a black law dictionary uh basically a debtor's prison which it goes back to part of more of the deception and the the control and the indoctrination that you speak of mm. well I don't know how we're going to fix it. All we can no, do is each, each of us have to do it for ourselves and uh, set a, a good example for others, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess, you know, set a good example for others. Uh, those of us that were blessed with children, try to try to lead them on the correct path. Yeah. Uh, and and if everyone would do such, then hopefully uh, the world would be a better place. Yeah. We got rid of the government we have and had a constitutional government, I think it would be a better place. That that alone would make it a much, much better place because everybody would be respected. <laughs> you know, for everybody is, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if they, if they, I think that the, the few phrases in our government documents, we the people, uh, they just really had a very vague sense of what we meant. They was meaning we in a very small manner, I'm believing. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what other people meant? You or know, the, it, they the led way. us to believe that it meant us, all of us. Yes, yes, true. We true, need yeah, the people, the right? So we yes, have to take yes. it at face value, you know, and leave it at that. It pertains to us, even though we didn't sign on to it, even though the four, you know, the, nobody really signed that contract. It's just witnessed by all those signers. So it's a blanket contract and it goes for all of us. And it's for us to hold them accountable. But we need to do it. We can't just let them get away with everything they're doing. We have to get in their faces. Rich Iverson is real big on this. He says it all the time. You know, start writing letters, call them up, fax them, email them. Every day he calls well, bitches and complains. I've, Every day. I, I've kind of, uh, I've kind of do. started, I've kind of started, I've kind of started down that path just locally, uh, just because, uh, you know, I am a, or well, I, I thought I was a property owner. Uh, my house is, you know, I 
bought it, paid for it uh, outright, and uh, my. As long as they can tell you what you can do and can't do with that property, you don't own it. Yeah, well, no, and it doesn't even say owner; it says tenant. Yeah. And you know that's that's very that's very that's basically. I purchased my house and property in 2006, and that's kind of where I started with this. Is when I, you know, bought it outright and still said that it's seen that it says tenant, and it's kind of led me on on a, a large adventure. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been on that one. Well, not all, and, but I have. I understand that well, one. Well, that, that, wow. that, that's that's a great injustice to man, which maybe maybe man's never meant any anything. Everything does belong to God. Well, uh, but, you know, Anna von Wright has some paperwork uh, where you can undo all of this crap that they've done to you. And because uh, that Candy Lee Lyle, she's had success with it. And other people are, are doing it also. So you might look into Anna well, von Wright's stuff. I guess the only thing uh, I guess that I would have to complain of outright would be property tax, I guess, because <laughs> essentially my whole... My home has been a homestead, you know. It hasn't been for no financial gain. Uh, maybe I've just been lazy in my effort to actually get my property homesteaded, which is on me. Uh, uh, but as I said, life kind of takes you in and out of this path somewhat, or, or it has me just through raising children and now grandchildren. Uh, uh, but 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 it is what it is. Yeah. But property tax would be about the only thing that I. Well, what about car registration and licensing and license renewal and all that horse crap? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess that that's that's just. And she's uh, got paperwork that covers all of it, I think. I haven't gotten into it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I just haven't had it. My trouble, my trouble with all that is it just proves that a man can toil at his labor for years and years and never truthfully own anything. You know, when you never truthfully own anything, you never truthfully have anything to air to your children. And when I can't air what I work for for my life to my children tax-free, it's I never owned anything. That's there's right. Something, there's something inherently not right about that. That's right. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. They're wrong. There's, they've gone too far. They've gone so far to the left. I mean, it's... Well, as in the one, as in maybe the, as in maybe the one president said that enacted the Federal Reserve, uh, who was Woodrow Wilson, that said that uh, one day we would wake up and not own, not own the houses we lived in or something or other, and that's, that's or the property that our forefathers fought and died for. Yeah, yeah, and that's essentially where we're at. Yeah. So. Oh, and. Mm. And some more interesting things. Some more interesting things that I'll, I'll just, I guess, get into the air. Uh, there's some more interesting things that I take from the Bible that I take literary as far as to our money. I, I don't know where verse and chapter or anything that it states this, but I'm pretty sure it states in there somewhere that in the end times, the man who thinks he has the most will have the least, and the man who thinks he has the least will have the most. Mm. And that's only interesting if you get to looking at our money. And see yeah, which right. Money. Who has the most debt notes? Who has the most? Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> well, they think they're I'm wealthy. Going, they have millions of dollars, but that's all debt. Millions yeah, exactly. Of dollars and that, well, debt. And that's, that's, Nobody that's realizes. 
If you look at every, if you look at all of our Federal Reserve notes, the only the ones are backed by a bank. The others are backed by a system. A system is just something that controls. Uh, you know, they're not backed by a bank. The ones are the only one that have the letter in the middle of the seal on the left-hand side. The fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, we've all seen change several times in our lifetime. They've never changed the ones. Right, because that's you know, the yeah. original. The, the one dollar mm -hmm. is a is a is a measurement of silver and that's what it represents and you're supposed to be able to take that dollar to the bank and and, and turn and it in for the, not, for the silver or gold i'm glad that, i'm glad that you stated unit of silver and i was just actually pointing this out to my kids uh and i i'm roughly 42 i'll be 42 shortly uh uh and i was just pointing something out to my children that i noticed because I was actually talking about a unit of silver. As in me growing up, and I don't know when it changed, the dollar symbol had the U superimposed over the S. And now that same dollar symbol has only got one line. And I don't know when or where, how, undisclosed, what happened, but something happened. You know, in Mexico, they have two strikes in the S. It's got two strikes in Mexico, the money. Which oh, is yeah, interesting. No, yeah, isn't that, that interesting? Reason, yeah, the reason I brought that up is when you actually look up peso, it pulls up the dollar sign that we have on these phones that we carry around every day now in our mm -hmm. keyboard computers. So oh. if you look up peso, it's just the S with a single strike through it. Um Yeah, you're right. On the key, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I guess I don't know. If, what has happened that uh, I don't know when it changed either. Somebody used to know. I remember somebody talking about this years ago, and it changed in whatever year it changed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I guess it doesn't it's really just, matter, does it? Just inter interesting observation. No, I don't guess so. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, there, it's all interesting the symbols of the words the meanings behind the words it's very interesting well, you know, uh, they've, guess, uh, they've screwed it up I'm so much to, i've got i'm still trying you know, to i'm still trying to figure out the part of the, the little phrase above that seal with the letter on it this note is tender for all debts public and private i'm still trying to figure out how to use that private side of that dollar hmm for all debts, public and private. And I don't want. I want to know is how do you pay a debt with a debt? Well, no. I, don't, I don't think you can with any you dollar can't. but that one. No. No. I don't think you could with any dollar but the one. No, and not even because they took away the gold and the silver. When they did that, mm -hmm. that was it. They took away the money. All they gave took us was the paper receipts. They gave us yeah, paper yeah, receipts. What? There is no money. Yeah, you're, I, no you real are right. Money. It used to say, even you know, the one used to say redeemable for lawful money at the issuing bank or the United States Treasury. Right. And used to also, they all, some of them used to say redeemable for gold or silver. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you get back prior to 29, I believe they said something about redeemable in gold and silver. I have a note that Erwin Schiff gave me. It's like an old 10 or 20. I've got it in the drawer, but... I think it's it was like handwritten. The whole thing is handwritten. Whole note, which is interesting, but it's got a picture on it. 
but well, the, another little and I don't even know where I picked this up. I know I heard it somewhere. Uh, another interesting thing about that one dollar bill, and maybe the, the newer ones also. I'm not sure, but I know the one specifically is just the the coloration of the ink, and then I always just relate that to you know every time that you go to a bank and if you pay attention to the money in the teller's drawer, it'll always be face up which I think is the public side of the money, and I'll explain the reason I call it the public side of the money. Uh, all the ink on that public side of the money, the face side, the, you know, the bill itself is generally tan. You've got the uh, the green serial numbers, the green, uh, the little seal that has uh, the Latin phrase on it, on the right-hand side or something. Uh, but anyway, so all the ink on that one side is black. And I associate black with death, uh, dark, dead, and that public side with everything that the uh, the government interacts with as far as us is that that dead corporate, that all capital corporation. Uh, and so that's that's the reason the money's always tendered to us on the public side. You never the private side. If you flip that bill over, all the ink is green, which mm-hmm. I associate with life, which I think would be the private side of that dollar for the the living man. It's interesting that all the other money is different colors, huh? I mean, they have a pink tint to the, I think the fives or the tens have a like a look pinkish and then the hundreds are dark blue. They have that gold on them and that stripe. They're all different now except for the ones. Those will remain the same because that was the only true money uh and i i know that i i find it interesting too i heard the uh you all mentioning the ink well on the money yeah, earlier it's I believe. cold uh-huh uh, well the only thing that i find interesting about that ink well is uh there's actually a bar in my town that used to be a masonic lodge and uh Whenever uh, I actually went to purchase the bar at an auction, uh, my my business associates and I, and while we were in the uh, upstairs of this Masonic Lodge, on the ceiling, there's actually, you've got the Masonic symbol in one corner of the room, which, let me see, uh, the corner of the room would have been the uh, southwest corner, and then the uh, the northeast corner would have been, there was a little jar on a ceiling tile, a big metal, fancy decorative ceiling. Uh, like the big metal tiles, like maybe two foot by two foot tile. But the, uh, as I said, the Masonic symbol was on the one corner. And then there was a jar, which I relate to looking at that ink jar on the yeah. other end of the Masonic Lodge. And it had this, had the initials, uh, and what did they represent? King Solomon, or uh, Hiram, the widow's son, sent to King Solomon. But the initials, uh, H, J, whatever, that, that little phrase, I had to look it up to actually find it. But I just find that interesting. Everyone always wants to hire money to Masons. And that little jar, and from what I read, it's called the Jar of Knowledge. Uh, uh, but I just found it interesting that it has that. And Hiram is actually the first Mason that was sent to build Solomon's Temple. Just interesting thing. Hmm. Yeah. And... Actually, uh, I heard a note from another from another speaker on another audio or something, and I actually haven't actually been able to look up. I don't have a black slaw. I guess I could look it up online, but heard someone actually mention that the word pharaoh 
had the meaning of the first person to tax the dead. And I find that interesting with our situation and the pyramid actually being on our money. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, in every old movie that you see, uh, you know, it all shows Egypt with lots of slaves. Outside of the the, the Bible references, of course. Uh, uh. Well, I don't know if I don't think I don't think we've been told the truth about any of it. So no, I don't either. I, I, I try to develop. I try to develop my own conscious thoughts of, of pretty much everything. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, let me put a, a, a mute Texas Mountain. He's been had his All hand right. up a long time. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Texas Mountain. You've been unmuted. Hey, uh, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> you had your hand up. Did you not have oh, your hand that up? Must have been. Was that from before? <laughs> I guess it was. All right. Well, that's but, okay. If you don't but, have anything, but, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I can say that uh, God bless America. Yep, that's the best way. I think we should end the call with that. God bless America. All right. It was a good call. We, it went by really quickly. We're going to end it 15 minutes early, if you don't mind. I'm starving. Well, thank you, Angela. Go eat some food. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, everybody. Thank you for participating in the call, Randy. Everybody, it was fun. I appreciate it very much. Um, oh, by the way, am I still on? Yeah. You're still on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you said you love Harleys. Yeah. Motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah, my wife, my wife and I in 1974 uh, built a, uh, an old panty in our living room. There you go. And, and <laughs> had some good times. Had some good times on it. Oh yeah. So, hair in the wind. It's wonderful. Up here in California, a place everybody goes to when they're on bikes is the rock store. Have you ever been there? No. I, I, mm. I've lived in California, but I didn't have a bike at the time. Now I live, I'm, I'm like across the street from the 405 freeway, and I can, like on the weekends, you can tell when there's a group of people going bike putting, you, hear this, you can tell when they're Harley Davidson, because the whole, the walls shake, and you get like a hundred bikers going by, huh. I know they're going to a, some kind of a charitable event usually, or whatever, they do Toys for Tots over here a lot, and whatever. But anyway, okay, that, well. That, that's, that's good. Okay, yeah. well, uh, good, good talking with you. Nice talking to you, too. And everybody, it's been fun. We'll do it again next Thursday. Uh, same time, same place. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know who I want to try to get a, a guest speaker to come on but I'm not asking anybody to come on let's there and come on and say something really good I really like Rich Iverson I mean I I like his stuff his his uh, paperwork and his thinking it's the most beneficial I think from all that I've seen so far he can take a lesson in um, how to talk to people though but that's neither here nor there I still love him anyway uh, I don't know if we're gonna have him on next Thursday or who but I will try to get someone interesting on I try I'm gonna try to get Roger sales or Paul John Hansen and uh, we'll go from there okay everybody take care of each other I love you I'll see you next Thursday good night